Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. G'day punters. Welcome to episode three of Triple J Racing Weekly. Um, joined once again by back of winner Oz, form analyst Bryce Parker. Um, right off the back of a big weekend, including tipping two double-figure odds winners to listeners here. So you must be on a high, Bryce. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was a nice weekend last weekend. Um, a couple of things fell into place and good to get Akira up with that uh, with the bob in the first. So um, my confidence levels were probably higher than the actual result of point one. Um, so that was a bit lucky. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a good weekend. And um, all my tips are on backerwinner.com. So if you jump on, um, you can catch catch the tips on there. Really great team. Of a couple of us there. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can get them. For sure, mate. Punters are silly if they don't go on that website and check those out because uh... – I've been following your results recently and you're going really well. So certainly keep that stuff up. Uh, speaking of those winners, mate, what about Fireburn in the Golden Slipper? Had a bit of a tough run in transit, but still toughest on the line and then really burst through. Just was was clearly the best horse in the race and uh, really got really nice ride there by Brenton Abdullah. Yeah, it was a ripper ride. I kept looking at the market like throughout the night thinking, when's this going to go down? I, I, am I missing something with the price? Um, and I just kept seeing She's Extreme getting backed into 5 or $6, and I went, I just reckon Fireburn's going to rip right past it with ease. Uh, and Abdullah did it perfectly. I think that was probably the steer he had in mind. Um, it looked gone, and then once the gap opened, it just savaged it, and I think he did that perfectly because it could have been messy. It was a couple of pairs back on the rail and it just, he could have not got out. So he kept it cool, waited and then um, found a gap and the horse did the rest and very exciting one as well, isn't it, mate? Like that, that finale was very good. Those late sectionals were hot splits. So keen to see it run again. Yeah, the late sectionals were unreal. And I guess that's a really, really credit to Brenton because obviously he's coming off a really serious injury there. And um, obviously for those who watch the race, I uh, would have seen the, the horse that you backed, Fireburn, and my horse, the Jardin, have a bit of contact before the turn. So for a jockey who's, you know, just come off a fall, was able to regroup and uh, still take the horse up the inside and find the win. That was a really, really good ride. And in the end, I think the ride won the race because a few horses were trying to come off the fence, but it certainly wasn't a day for that. Um, and then your other runner, Achira, uh, I think I was giving you shit last week on the pod about yeah, such a big value, best bet of the weekend, mate. But you absolutely nailed that one, and it was a, another really nice win up the inside as well. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it was it that went perfectly as well. I had that um, exact ride in my head. I thought if if he can just stick to the rail and get out at the right time, um, people might be avoiding inside ground early. And like, as soon as he was hovering around the rail, just kept kept building momentum and. Didn't think the bob got in when the replay came, so I got a little bit lucky there. I thought it might have gone the other way. Um, it's definitely causing a ruckus out of Brecky. Um, a few uh, older grannies knew, uh, didn't know what was going on, but uh, it's cheering home Akira, that's what was going on. Um, yeah, so a little bit lucky with the bob, but it had the right form and it was just nice to see it, get it, uh, get it done, especially on the heavy. So maybe it might improve on good footing next start, I'm not too sure. I might just relish those conditions, but... I definitely reckon that'll measure up in some good races, mate. It's good to see it get a win after quite a while without one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was a really good ride by Group 1. Robbie, I'm calling him now after uh, mm-hmm. steering home Shelby 66 in the in the Galaxy as well. Um, more horse to follow over the weekend is Bacchanalia. Um, the big follow for me out of the weekend. Uh, he was first up three wide the trip, only beaten by rock hard fit Mazu. He loves the wet deck and he's unbeaten second up over his career. So I thought the first up run there by Bacchanalia was exceptional. And uh, with all this these wet tracks around Sydney, I think Bacchanalia is certain, certainly the horse to follow out of the weekend. Uh, you didn't have any any horses to follow, mate, out of the weekend, apart from uh, Firebird? Uh, no, not really. I think Firebird's the one. Um, I mean, it's not out of last weekend, but keen to see how Gypsy Goddess goes this weekend. Um, that'll be interesting to see how she measures up. So, yeah. Speaking of that, after your big weekend last week, mate, we'll get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about Rose Hill and all the big races there. Got um, two Group 1 races, another two group races and a listed one after that, and then we'll head down to Mornington for the, the Mornington Cup. Uh, Rose Hill at the moment is rated a soft seven, 15 to 20 millimetres of rain expected tomorrow. So, look, we're probably going to get back into the heavy range again, which is unfortunate, but it's just what we've got to deal with lately and the rail's out five metres. Uh, have you got any opinion on how you think the, the track might play this weekend or much the same as last week? Um, yeah, I think it probably be similar to last week. It's a little bit tricky to know where the weather's at. The forecast is sort of sitting around that 70, 80% and it's hard to know uh, which way that'll go. But I reckon you're right, mate, probably similar to last weekend. Touch and go, check the first couple of races and see what it's doing. Yeah, spot on. It's been certainly like that recently, hasn't it? I always keen to watch the first couple of races and see how it's been playing. But uh, you'd be a silly man not to be looking for wet trackers around Sydney at the moment. So... We'll get straight into it. Um, race five is the Group Two Emancipation Stakes, over fifteen hundred metres for fillies and mares. Uh, set weights and penalties. We've got two Melbourne Raiders at the top of the market. Anna Visto with Jamie Carr aboard is favourite at three dollars sixty. Kiss on all four cheeks four forty. Promise of success six dollars fifty. Nimely eight fifty. Um, tear away leader expat at ten. Hungry heart fourteen and getting out of some nice odds the rest of the field. Uh, should be a decent tempo set here by expat, mate. Maybe Vangelic in behind. Keen to hear your thoughts on the race. I can't get away from Pat's third and fourth up record. It's unbeaten, mate. At every third up run it has, and I think I was keen on it last weekend. It was just a run short. It just absolutely flies this time of prep. I don't think it's been beaten third or fourth up ever. Uh, it gets the soft ground as well. Vangelic is probably not ideal, but I can't get away from expat at this this time of its prep. You're getting $10. No, it's going to handle the conditions. No, it's going to handle the track. It's pretty red hot on it last time. And in hindsight, you look at its second up record and you've got no wins from three goes and it's third and fourth up records, three wins from three goes, three wins from three goes. So essentially that's six from six, third and fourth up. See that $10 price tag at the moment, barrier six rolls forward. I reckon that's the one for me, mate. What did you think? You couldn't have said that any better, mate. And I think uh, expats much better suited here compared with the Coolmore last start as well, where there was a lot more pressure. Obviously, uh, you know, coming out of barrier six, middle of the field, and Vangelic's probably the horse that's going to put pressure on, but certainly won't lead expat. Um, heavy Dexter go, loves loves Rose Hill. And as you said, um, the deeper she gets into preparation, the more she loves her racing. So 
I think at the price, ten and three dollars place, jumping out of that barrier, leading them up around the turn with the way that the track's been playing. Um, I think you can you can bet bet around there with confidence at the ten and three, especially with this uh, all this rain coming tomorrow. Um, it's certainly a bit of a track watch. Promise of success is the one that I'm a little bit worried about at the six and two fifteen because I think if the track was fair last start in the Coolmore, I reckon uh, Promise of Success could have won that race. And I, I really do think that she was probably the, the really big run from that weekend. So Promise of Success if they're running on from the rear, I guess, and uh, expat if they're leading them up. But when you get nods like that, I'm happy to play around those Melbourne Raiders. And you know, we saw it with Gentleman Roy last week. You just you get you get a real out now leader that loves it, and you put your money on, it and you're going to get a big race. So hopefully, uh, expat can kick us off there to kick things off. Sounds good, mate. Absolutely. Race six is the uh, Doncaster Prelude, which is a Group Three over fifteen hundred meters. Um, current favourite is our Playboy at four dollars. Mister Mozart four dollars twenty. Uh, another another Raider, Just Folk six dollars. Brutality loves a wet deck seven dollars fifty. Imaging eight fifty. Arameo sixteen, and uh, getting out to some large odds. Tempo in this race is going to be high again with uh, Ashman and Dajran going forward. Front man will be going forward and a uh, special reward will land just in behind them. And well, I, I imagine after last start, Mr. Mozart goes forward as well. Who do you like here, mate? Couldn't get away from the soft record on our Playboy. You go have a look at uh, the last couple of runs on the soft. They've been dominant. Just out of this world performances on uh, wet decks drops in the weight, gets that barrier one again with Jamie Carr out of a really good rated race and just it's just going to get a good run. I think with that with the soft track, it's very hard to get away from it. Brutality, if there was a race of 15 and uh, I could back 14 things in it, I reckon I'd still miss Brutality. I, I've given that thing probably 20 chances and never won on it. But it, it'll rip home and if they're coming down the outside, that'll be the one steaming late. I reckon our Playboy's a cracking bet though. Soft ground, its performances on soft ground have been unbelievable. Down in the weights, if you could find a knockout at odds, Coast Watch can improve. Um, but I've found it hard to get away from our Playboy, mate, with 53 kilograms and Jamie Carr, barrier one again. It's going to be hard to beat. What do you think? Yeah, at the moment, I'm with uh, our Playboy as well. Uh, just based on the first start run was exceptional and that was on a firm deck and you don't have to look too far on the form guide to realise that you know he loves uh, he loves a wet deck more. He's had 13 starts on a firm track for only the one win and nothing else. Uh, he's a second up winner. Said that he loves a wet deck and yeah, Barry won with Jamie Carraball with no weight. Um, they're all big ticks. The horse that catches my eye, the odds is Imaging. I just think that he's a huge chance here at really good odds. Uh, Finds J Mac uh, first up Jet loves a wet deck. Uh, wasn't fantastic last preparation, but this is this isn't a field compared to what he raced against last start uh, last preparation for my my thoughts. And um, yeah, I just think from the middle of the middle of the field there in barrier eight or seven when scratchings come out, uh, that's been the place to be around Sydney lately. So I think this is a really winnable race for Imaging first up on a wet deck. And uh, question I've got for you, mate, Mister Mozart, is he just a wet tracker we never knew about? He's had nine starts over his career. All of them on firm decks comes out first up this prep on a on a heavy and, and absolutely bolts in after doing a lot of work early and drops in weight. What's your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, hard to ignore that, isn't it? It's definitely it's hard to beat. It's 
Yeah, that is a, is a good point. I still I still uh, slip with our playboy, but clear danger. And at the end of the day, it does have the right kind of form. It always has been around the mark. It's just been one of those ones where every now and again it has a run where it puts it together and it just smokes home. And it's got a huge lethal turn of foot. And you look at some of its other runs and it's just nowhere. It's just given nothing. So it's a bit hit and miss. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it could just genuinely like a wet track. Never seen it before. And it is already a winner at the track and trip. So certainly the uh, danger to our playboy. Yeah, just an interesting one there. You know, coming off two firm track runs and going to the heavy and Pocky just shot the horse forward. And I thought it was really impressive run based on um, how much early work they did. But there was a little bit of a... Uh, track bias going around that day as well, which certainly helped the case. And as you spoke about brutality, he might be a little bit like a Shelby 66. He just loves racing on the backup. And I think that that's the plan here, race this week and probably target the Doncaster next week um, on the seven-day backup. That's probably the plan there. But, um, yeah, our play- playboy again, mate. Hopefully uh, we, we can t- kick things off with two winners in a row. Uh, we'll head to the... Kia Tancred Stakes now, which is a Group 1 weight for age, over 2,400 metres. Uh, current favourite is Jewis, coming off a massive win down at Flemington, $2.90. Spanish Mission, $4.00. Think It Over, four eighty. She's Ideal with Rachel King aboard at $10.00. Stockman, 12 The Chosen One and Angel of Truth at 20s. And uh, large odds, even though I do like one of those horses coming up, Shiraz at 31 Plenty of pace in the race with uh, Angel of Truth and Shiraz. Think it over just behind. What's your thoughts here, mate? I'm happy to sit and watch this one. I've always, I've been on Dwayne for a long time, followed it early days. I, I really like the horse. I think it's the one to bet again, but you go look at the market. You've got three of them below $5. I just, if you can find some value, like I feel uh, you might have a value one coming up for me, then uh, that's great. But for me, I just didn't see any betting proposition when I saw those prices. I need a bit more to entertain any three of those in the market. So I'm just happy to watch the race. What about you, mate? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because, you you know, Jewess went down to Melbourne and put in a pretty peak performance there on a firm deck but comes back here and gets out to 2,400 metres and, and we could be on a heavy eight, heavy nine again. And it's sort of, you know, the case is, do you want to take 290 about that? I mean, the horse is absolutely flying mm. as he's think it over, but Kerry Parker you know, has suggested many times he doesn't like a heavy track. So that's got to be a concern for thinking over as well. He's going really well. Um, I just think that the odds about this Shiraz are, are outrageous, really. Um, you know, had two runs this preparation over 1,900 and 2,000 metres. Uh, if you look through his form, he always gets better third and fourth up. Fifth up, the more runs he has in the campaign. Uh, gets out at 2,400 metres, which he's proven over his career. He's a winner at 3,000 metres over in Europe. Um Drawn ideally, gets a soft gate. Brenton Abdullah on. I just think the price is a, a really good each-way play. And uh, I think that, yeah, I think he needed the run. Um, second up there at Ramwick and on a really testing track and now probably starting to get towards that peak fitness. So 31 and $7 about Shiraz. And the other one that I thought might be able to peak on the day is She's Ideal, who, you know, I really do think that She's Ideal is just a dead set wet tracker at this stage of her career. Early on, I don't think it was the case, but now she's sort of, putting in a few really disappointing runs on a firm deck. And, um, you know, then the one run this prep, she went well, was a heavy track. Um, fourth up here, 2,400 metres. She's won at this distance before, gets on pretty well with Rachel King. And uh, I think she can run a big race. But, it's yeah, it's certainly a race with a strange market based on some runners handling the heavy. And 
some runners not being able to. So, mate, I'm going to jump on with Shiraz, and I reckon you should jump on board with me. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You've, you've convinced me. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we'll get out of the Phillies race now. Race eight. It's the Vinery Stud Stakes, Group 1, uh, over 2,000 metres. Hinged and Gypsy Goddess are the favourites at $4.20. Fangirl with Bowman on for Waller, $6. Pretty amazing, $7.50. Never been kissed from the Waterhouse Stable, $9.50. Uh, one of our good friends, Yearning, is back here, third up at $12. Pink Ivory, 18 and uh, yeah, getting out to some big odds. Tempo on the race. Never been kissed is going to shoot forward, and uh, apart from apart from that, maybe hinges on its back, but there might not be too much tempo in the race, um, which is which will suit a few horses here. But what's your thoughts on this race? Came to play too. I really like Gypsy Goddess. The first up win. Don't think Van Dyke was really expecting it, and just a really lovely action, smooth, and looks a serious operator. Keen to see how she measures up. If the form isn't strong. You look at Yearning, last start, which had excuses, and it only lost by 1.5 two lengths, and it had uh, some physical issues. So if a horse is going to come up with physical issues and lose by that much, how does it go when it's fit and well? And I was red hot on it that day. It was nicely backed. I thought it was just a model. Um, and I saw the 21s, and I straight away jumped on. I think that's a ripping price. Up to this trip, as soon as those issues are fixed, I can't see it not in the finish. I think uh, happy to play both of those each way. Gypsy, Goddess, and Yearning. Do like the looks of Pink Ivory, sort of straighten at the deep end. But the form out of the race is good, and its win was it's progressive. It's one of those lightweight, good chances. And, of course, you've got Fangirl. Everyone's a little bit lost of where, where she's at. Um, so, yeah, it's open race. I was happy to be with those two, but you, you could take a lot of angles. I think Yearning's massive value. What about you, mate? Yeah, it's hard to argue with your thoughts on Gypsy Goddess there. All you can do over your career is win, and no matter what grade you're in, and, and that's what the horse has done, five from five. So first go on the heavy maybe on Saturday, but um, second up and out to 2,000 metres looks a, a decent enough chance. Uh, the two runners mm. that I like, you mentioned them both in your little speech there. Um, I think Fangirl is a good value this this week because we're finally getting the right price about the horse. You know, um, Obviously, she's been starting really, really short odds the last few starts, and She's the type of horse that gets back and, and doesn't go forward, and that's been completely against what's been happening in Sydney as of late. Um, fourth up, 2,000 metres. She's obviously a boom horse, has a lot of um, a lot of fans, a lot of stable support. But, um, yeah, last start at, at um, Rose Hill, she was one of the picks of the yard, looked fantastic and went out there and started $1.60, and they got crunched in. Um, and, you know, the, the way she was never going to win that day based on the track button. It was just... A momentum day and you had to be in a, in a winnable spot and she wasn't she never gave up but i just think this time around 2000 meters really gives these horses the strongest chance to win now even if there is a little bit of bias a few of these fillies are going to really tire at the end of this race and i think fangirls are really strong type and uh yeah i really like her chances now that we're getting six and two dollars twenty uh, i do like bowman aboard even though um we just watched stalking go around and we're not happy about that that result but um the other runner i like is pink ivory $18 and $4.20, as you mentioned before as well. She looks a really, really progressive tie-up. Um, John Sargent's been really bullish about this, Billy making it to staying trips at a young age. Uh, she burst onto the scene with a good win over 1,600 metres. Uh, I think it was in November at Gosford, um, breaking her maiden, and then gave her a little bit of a spell out and came back with residual fitness. 
And uh, she's absolutely hitting this race at the peg time. Just had a four-length demolition win over 880 metres at Newcastle. Uh, weaker grade, but she absolutely bowled in that day and obviously proved then that she handles the wet deck. And um, while this is a big jump in grade, she probably comes here with good confidence. And at the $18 and 420, I can't can't let her go around without having a bit on. So probably going to play fangirl and um, save on pink ivory each way, I think, mate. Yeah, fair shout for both of those. It's hard to disagree. This, uh, this next race is a real competitive one and one that I had a little bit of trouble finding who I was going to land on, but it's the uh, 1,200-metre Star Kingdom Stakes, uh, which is a Group 3 race. Current favourite is Mautai from the Casey Fogden stable. Just recently won a trial by uh, 10 lengths the other day, but that was quite impressive. Gravina, $3.70. Quantico, $10. Exo Boom, 13 Splintex, 17 Count the Rupee, 18 and then we're, we've got some large odds there. But as you can see, plenty of value in the race with only two horses in single-figure odds and also a lot of pace in the race, mate. So give us your winner here. Very tricky. I really did. Matai was my best of the day, and it was a great win. It was very strong. Just saw the opening price and thought it is short in an open race. County Rupee, even though the barrier is awful, look at those odds. And it's that's very hard to deny. Quantico likely scratched, I'm assuming. And uh, Gravina is very hard to knock. So I'm not sure, mate. I'm probably going to leave the race and sit and enjoy it. If Maltai drifts, I could entertain it. Best roughy has to be County Rupee and Art Cadeau's honest. That's a really good race. What about you, mate? Yeah, it's a really good race, and it's this is another race. It's a really big tra um, track watch for me just to see what's going on because, you know, Mountai is obviously going to put himself on the speed and, and run, a, run a strong race from, from in front. 1,200-metre um, first start win with Super Fending off Silent Impact. Obviously something went amiss in between there, and mm. they must have missed a run. So that 10-length trial win, I'm assuming they treated that like a race, went out there and hit that trial pretty hard to, to build the fitness up for this assignment. But, yeah, as I said, going to push forward. Um, certainly handles the track. Barrier 4, Tim Clark leading, uh, handles where going. Mouthwire is going to run us a big race. If they're running on, I can entertain Gravina because I think that Gravina's rock-hard fit, um, you know, handles wet tracks, is in really good form. And I just think that the track didn't play the right way last start. But there's no in-between for Gravina. If they're running on from the rear, you bet. If they're not running on from the rear, you don't touch because, you know, you know that she's going to, or he's going to give himself a, a tough assignment. And uh, like you said about Counter Rupee, you know, that, that new, new market race where he went down to Melbourne first up, that's a race that I think we've all just forgotten about. It was just a strange run affair and, you know, the tempo early in the race. Oh, I don't really know what to, how to treat that, but I'm sure he, he got some sort of fitness out of the run and probably come back home and hopefully he settled in all right. And he certainly handles a, a wet deck as well. Um, look, barrier 18 is not ideal. He's going to jump from the car park, but... Uh, in a race like this, it's very, very open. I think he's really good odds. Bandersnatch is good odds. But I think the market's got it right. There's a lot of horses here that are first up um, and probably got bigger assignments later on. And with the heavy track around, you want to be on the fit horses, which I think are Mautai, Gravina, and maybe a little speck on Count Rupee if, if you're interested in that. But, yeah, mate, really tough race. Looking forward to getting to the form at Melbourne. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, very tough race got to be the hardest of the day i reckon um yeah very hard there's a couple of tough races here and i think that's um yeah bringing out a number of value chances but um 
Yeah, we'll head to Mornington now, which is going to be a good four with the rail true. Uh, we obviously don't get many Saturday meetings at Mornington, mate, but have you got any thoughts on how you think the track might play? I'm, I looked for people, uh, sorry, for horses that have already been at Mornington. I think uh, from memory, it's pretty hard track. It's, uh, it's hard for punters as well. So I looked at horses that have already won or run at the track and done well for me more than how the track's going to play. And I kind of went from there because there are a couple I do like that have handled it well. So that's the that's the uh, view I had, mate. What do you, you reckon? Yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah, it's one of them tracks. There's a few tracks like that down in Melbourne that play like that. Sandown's a bit the same, uh, especially the hillside at Sandown. Uh, Mornington, yeah, I mean, it's certainly not a track that I usually dive into at the midweek. So, you know, obviously being on a Saturday here, I look through the form. Uh, I think it should be a fair day racing, I'm hoping, but I don't think it'll be um, a disadvantage to be on the speed, but uh, we'll see how it ends up on the day. But at least we're getting, you know, while the weather's been really rough in Sydney and wet decks around, it's been nice to have at least these Melbourne races going on good fours and, and rail in the right position. So, yeah, really looking forward to this this meeting and we'll, we'll start with the big one, the Mornington Cup. Um, the current favourite is Crystal Pegasus, $2.70. Pondus, last start winner, $2.80. Sacramento, last start winner, $6. Defibrillate on the seven-day backup at eight. Uh, Dudu's dart, eight fifty. Whitehawk, 26. And uh, triple figures about Corbulo. Um, tempo in the race. Sacramento's going to bolt along with the outsider of the field, Corbulo. And I think um, the other horses are just going to look for that really comfortable run in transit with not a big field around. Are you siding with the favourite here, mate? Yeah, I am. Um, I... Actually noted it down last time, completely missed it with my tips. I was pretty keen on it and I ended up just overlooking it a little bit. I was going to play it with Defibrillate and I got really well backed. I think if it reproduces that, it just wins. Crystal Pegasus, yeah, it's hard to knock. It deserves to be in the market and Defibrillate has to find a few lengths without too much of a weight swing. So I think the two favourites are pretty, pretty well marked here. I'll probably have Pondus a bit shorter. What do you think, mate? I've uh, been a fan of Sydney racing. I've been all over Crystal Pegasus for a while, and um, I was always sort of questioning whether he can get out to these 2,400, 2,600-metre trips. I always thought, you know, he was a dead-set 2,000-metre horse, and that was that. was that. But this preparation, he's gone to a new level, and mm. um, the only concern I have is Jamie Carr getting off because, you know, these jockeys' combinations with horses are definitely a thing, and especially in staying trips. If you can get the horse to relax for you in a staying trip, well, you know you're going to get the trip. You know, Craig Williams obviously is a great jockey and there's no, you know, denying that, but I'm just saying that there might be that connection there with Jamie Carr and Crystal Pegasus. But um, I obviously had a concern over it last start at 2,600 and absolutely bolted in and she gave the horse an absolute peach, Jamie Carr. And I just think that this is a little bit of a harder assignment, but with a small field around, Craig will be able to park the horse in the ideal spot. But ideally, I'd like him to be second pair off the fence because I think that he likes to be on the outside in the run. Uh, $2.70, I think, is a fair shout. But uh, Pondus, much the same. Great opportunity to win this race, proven over the trip. And uh, Mickey D's going pretty well. So I think it's a good race. I think the market's got it right. Um, Sacramento and Dadoosdart had a good run at Canberra last start. Dadoosdart probably likes some rain. But, mate, I'm just going to back Crystal Pegasus because I like the horse. And I think that he's well-suited again here today. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, very fair call. And it's hard to knock Sydney form, isn't it? It always stands up. So I can see where you're going with that for sure.
Yeah, that's it. Jitney form does seem to stand up in races like this, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the Pegasus can get me a win on Saturday there in the Mornington Cup. Uh, race seven is the Hariba Stakes over 1,200 metres. This is the listed race. Um, this is another really tough one with a couple of first-up horses. Um, the Astrologist's favourite, $4.20. Superium, $5.50. La Mexicana returning with McNeil aboard at six fifty with Signore Fox the same. Shazzy, $7. Great again, 15 Sansom, 17 and, and and some big odds the rest. Uh, lots of tempo in the race here with the inside Horses great again, and the astrologist going forward. Maritana from midfield, and then um, La Mexicana and Sansom are going to have to make decisions from out wide. But I imagine they push forward, and I think that injects some serious speed into the race, mate. So interested to hear who you're back in here. Is going to be a bit of speed in this race. That's exactly what I was thinking with with my ride up as well. So uh, just having a look at the trip. It's is it twelve hundred? And going to be absolutely, going to be absolutely bolting along. I really think Maritana's a good bet. You go have a look at the stats: three out of four at the track, six over, six out of nine at the trip. Heffel was ridden fifteen times for all six wins. Maps okay from barrier six. Yes, step up in grade, but handles Mornington, which is a huge tick, and a lot of these haven't seen the track or haven't won at it. So I thought that was a really good each-way price. Chassis a market watch from their Eustace up first, and Superium's just impossible to catch. Its best efforts are great, but where's it at? It needs a win badly. So I thought Maritana. I'm going with the one that likes the track, and it, it loves Mornington, like, loves Carleen Heffel, and three out of four over the trip. $26 was available, I think. Uh, $19 and I had it in my tips and it's into 14 so it's been pretty well found I think that's a nice each way chance what did you land on mate that's an interesting point you made there about the the track yeah mate and uh Maritana three three wins out of four at this track and trip so uh really good uh point you made there and obviously once again I just mentioned it before with Jamie Carr and Crystal Pegasus these horses do build combinations with jockeys and uh that's certainly one to look out for and double figure odds for the listeners. So I like your thoughts there. Um, I'm, I'm siding with Superium at the moment, uh, obviously getting 550 about a horse, but I think there's a number of horses here that are, you know, first, second up and this horse is rock hard fit. I really like the way he's been running without winning. Um, he obviously carded 62 kilos down the Flemington straight, uh, two starts back and then went to Moody Valley, which is a track that doesn't suit him and, and just couldn't catch the leaders, but he ran home well. I think he's trying really hard at the moment. And I think, uh, Look, this is his sixth start since the 15th of January. So, look, as long as he's holding condition and wants to race again once or twice more, I think his performance is this preparation, put him right into the race. And at the 550, 210 a place, I'm happy to play Superior to win. Um, I like the booking of Damien Thornton, and, and I think that this is a good race for him. Uh, La Mexicana, this is obviously a target race first up, 650 and 230 a place. Um, this horse has proven that she can go forward and back in races and run well. She's had two jump outs leading into this race, and I think she's pretty well uh, weighted at the 54. And I do think that 1,200 metres is her trip. Um, they've tried to stretch her out a number of times, and she doesn't seem to get that 1,400. So I really like La Mexicana here at 1,200 metres. Um, but, yeah, as you said, it's a really competitive race. But I think, um, I think I'll think i be siding with Superium here, and hopefully he's off and gone with my money at the end of the race. Yeah, and, and he's super well-placed. I think um, those place odds are overs. 
just very due for a win was probably my only knock with Superior, but he's uh, on ratings, very hard to beat in a field like that. Yeah, exactly. And obviously he races best with a firm back. And like you just said, he's coming out of some really hot races where he's been one or two lengths off off the pace and off the off the winners that are nice horses. And I do think he's a really good opportunity here. So only on one other runner that's, that's probably a decent chance in the race is Signore Fox. Um, I thought the horse was trialling pretty well. And in the last trial, I wasn't too sure what to make of it, although that was on a soft deck. And this horse is a dead set good trucker. So... Signore Fox is probably one more, mate. But, yeah, I'm with Superium, and uh, you're going to back home Maritana. So we'll move on to the Mornington Guineas, which is a three-year-old 1,600-metre race, set weights and penalties. Uh, last start winner, Ancient Girl, is the favourite. Really dominant win down there in the Morfordville Guineas, $2.50. British Columbia, $7.50. Sharp Response, 9 Saucy Horsey, uh, one of the great names <laughs> in racing, $10.00. Flushing Typhoon, 11, Commander Harry, 13, and uh, getting out the large odds. What are your thoughts on this race, mate, and the and the tempo? Yeah, interesting tempo, and it's a bit, bit hard to know what will happen. Uh, obviously, British Columbia likes to kick. Ancient Girl will be kicking, so a fair bit of speed, I think. Ancient Girl, I thought last start was great. I was on it. Just it was a day you wanted to be leading, and... It uh, car comes off John McNeil on. I could pot a few things against it at the 250, but at the same time, massive respect in this field. Columbia has the upside and just needs to take that next step. This is harder. Commander Harry's way over the odds. Might need one more run was my only knock with Harry, but very unlucky last start, and that's the right form for this. Up in trip, suits, at very good price. Sharp response, I do like. I really like sharp, sharp response. It's got a really good turn of foot. You go through and have a look at its replays. does need a bit of luck in running, but brings in Hitotsu form, which is pretty hard to plot in a field like this. And then Daily Bugle. It's been running in much harder races than this one. It's one at the track, one out of one. And you go through its form, yes, beaten a long way, but it's behind Fangirl and Animo, and this is a big step back in grade, mate. So there's an absolute stacked race. If uh, if I was going to, and of course, Saucy Horsey as well, great chance as well. If I was going to be taking something, I think Harry's over the odds and sharp response. Probably going to watch the mark with Daily Bugle as well. Very, very hot race. What are your thoughts? I think this is a bet, mate. I think the, you just mentioned it, sharp response. Um, really like the horse here. And I've been following sharp response ever since uh, he chased Clemenceau first up because uh, Clemenceau is a horse that I've got a lot of time for. And then... I've been on his back a little bit the last couple of runs, but I think that he's been running really well uh, without winning once again, similar to Superior in the last start. And mm. I just think the tempo sets up ideal here for him to really burst home late. Um, you know, he obviously raced in the Group 2 Autumn Stakes, 1.6 lengths off the winner there, and then went to the Group 1 Guineas at Flemington. Um, you know, tried to chase home pretty strongly, but just got a little bit far back, and he was barrier 15 there. Had to go back, couldn't catch the the, the leaders uh, or Hitotsu. And then um, obviously comes here, $9 and $3. And I think this is a much easier race. I mean, there's nice horses here, but on paper and proven form, this is an easier race. And there's lots of speed in the race. Ancient Girl's going to inject from the outside. You know, barrier one, three, four, five, and six are going to all push forward. Uh, he's going to slide in behind from barrier 10. And I think he's going to get a last crack at them. Hopefully the track's playing that way. And I just think that $9, $3, bit more on the pace. I think Sharp Response is a great bet uh, for Bo Mertens and Julius Sandu. 
And, uh, yeah, the, the danger in the race for me was ancient girl. Uh, I, I am potting the price. Two dollars fifty is absolutely crazy. But, you know, they, they find um, Jai McNeil and, you know, she let it let him up pretty strongly there at Morphville and just, just dead set kept running. So if you get a, a horse like that, um, it's certainly the one to be on. But I think that she's going to come across from 11 and have a few mates inside her, uh, making her work really hard. And I don't think she's going to get it as easy as Morphville. So... Yeah, I'm certainly keen to stick with Sharp Response, and I'm really happy about the the price we're getting here. And I think it's actually going to be an early play, uh, to be honest. Yeah, good call, mate. I definitely agree. Hard to beat. For sure. It's a really nice race to um, almost finish the card off there at Mornington. But have you got any other runners for around the grounds you want to tip listeners into, mate? You were, you were obviously uh, all over that last week with the Cheerer, so everyone's sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for the next one, mate. <laughs> I've, uh, I do have something early. It, not too sure whether it's the right form. I just watched it through play multiple times and it is an emergency. It's, you go have a look at Matcha Latte in Rose Hill Race 2. And I do like doing this often. I think I got it with a few and Lost Impact was one of them where I watched two of his runs and when he passed the line, he ran past all the horses and practically won the race 100 metres after the line and lost by five lengths. And I got him at uh, 10s or 15s. He sat three deep for the 2,400 metres and one by half the straight. So after that, I made it a, a distinct habit to always check after the line. And if you watch Machalate after the line, it, it was absolutely flying. It, it won 100 metres past the line and it, it steps up in trip, gets that same run Akira had last week and handles the conditions. And if it does dry out, well, it's trial on good footing with by five lengths. And if you go watch it pass a line, it absolutely flies. It had a full engine ready to go. I, I don't know if that's the form. I'm not sure there are some really good horses in this race, but seeing that pass a line and seeing it step up in trip, I think that's going to run a bottler. You're getting $14 right now. And uh, if you have the time, go cop that replay because... If that was an extra 100 metres, 200 metres, it wins with a leg in the air. Yeah, I do remember that start, mate. And uh, it is certainly one thing to look out for you, right? Because uh, obviously horses can make their runs and, you know, everyone sort of watches the race up until the finish post. I do it as well. Everyone does. But, you know, they can bolt through the line and be five, 10 metres ahead after another 10 metres in the race, you know? So it's oh, a sorry, big key. Um, sorry, one more point. It was three deep the trip as well. That's well. That's a real positive one for um, you know a horse going from eleven hundred out to fourteen hundred meters. So that could be one to look out for, and it certainly um, got me a bit cautious on mine because once again the only other runner on the weekend I wanted to tip listeners into was in the same race as you, race two at Rose Hill. <laughs> uh, you obviously nailed it last week. I'm pretty keen on Williamsburg. Um, I really liked all of his runs so far in his career. He obviously bowled in uh, over the 1,300 at, at Newcastle. And then, you know, the heavy track was a little bit against him and the draw last start. And I just think he's a, you know, I've seen him in the yard. He's a really big, big horse, which is normally against him on a wet track. But as a two-year-old, um, it, it probably means he's you know, looking for that 1,400 and probably out even further. And I just think fourth up from that midfield draw, which I really do think is key in Sydney at the moment, getting that barrier six, clutch yourself midfield, give you jockey options. Williamsburg's um, yep. an each-way play at 750 and 260. So maybe we can get the Quinella this week, mate. But, yeah, it's certainly um, – I'm going to go and have another look at Machilata. And 
you certainly nailed it last week, so hopefully you can do it again this week, mate. You've been on, been on fire. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it was it was just that pass the line that just absolutely had me. So we'll see how we go, but um, yeah, I think that was a very interesting run. Yep. Um, have you got your best bet and value for the weekend? I think I think uh, Latte would have to be the value one. Just going to take a stab at the stumps there and. Best best bet. Really hard to get away from our Playboy car aboard, and uh, I I do think Maritana can run Maritama can run a good race in over at Mornington, and uh, Go Wanji as well was probably hard to beat in uh, in Queensland. So any of those three, mate, I think Go Wanji's a, a cracker bet. That's flying and Windside Frank the form last weekend by coming out and running second, running a ripper. So that's a very progressive horse. That's going to be hard to beat again. Awesome, mate. Uh, I'm going to start with two runners at Mornington. I think it's race seven and eight. I'm going to put my best bet down for the weekend at Superior, just based on the dropping grade. I really hope the horse handles the Mornington track, but at the $5.50 and 210 a place, I think he's really well placed here, rock hard fit. And down in the weights as well, you know, 62 2 starts back to 54 here, really well suited. So Superior is mm-hmm. going to be my best bet. And uh, my value bet for the weekend is. I'll watch Shiraz at the 30s in the Rose Hill race four or five. or must be race five, I think. And um, obviously, as I just said before, sharp response. I think sharp response is a really good better than nine and 280 as well. So I'll, uh, I'll kick home Shiraz and uh, sharp response. And hopefully uh, listeners have a good feel up over the weekend. Absolutely, mate. Fingers crossed and good luck to yourself and everyone else that's listened. Hopefully it's plenty of winners. Yeah, thanks, mate. And uh, as Bryce said earlier, guys, go and check out Back of Winter Oz online uh, on Twitter as well, and, and and catch all the guys tipping there. They they've been going really well. Uh, everyone on board with that that service. So uh, happy to see Bryce going well there, and hopefully um, followers of Triple J Racing get plenty of winners as well. And it looks another really competitive day of racing, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys.